can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey everybody, Heather here with Hum Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. Hope you're having an amazing day. It is Wednesday, so we're halfway through the week. Whoop, whoop. So today I just want to talk about um, cash conversion cycle. That has a lot to do with any construction industry, but especially in pool building because we are in construction, right? Um, I jotted down some notes today because there's a lot that goes into that. So I'm going to kind of glance at my notes periodically just to make sure I don't miss points because I kind of jotted down points that I want to make sure that we hit. Um, So when we dive into this, we want to look at, you know, cash versus accrual basis. And I kind of went over this a little bit with the accounting. I think I did an accounting one. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I did. Right. So I hope everybody knows what the difference between cash accounting and accrual accounting. If you don't, I'm going to tell you real quick, right? So accrual is the profitability of the balance of everything, basically to sum it up. And your cash basis is how much you have in cash flow as it sits right now. There's formulas to help you with this. If you need help, not a problem. You can Google it. Very simple. In a construction industry like in mine, I use both to look at accounting because there's some times that I've got to look to see how much profitability I'm having. And there's times that I want to see how much cash we have going through the business. Hence, that comes up with that cash conversion cycle. Uh, That cash conversion cycle is where it's going to, you've got to know where your accrual is. You've got to know where your cash is to help with that. So what the cash conversion cycle is, and I wrote it down to kind of dummify it for me because it's a, it's kind of a long formulated thing here. So basically, it is the number of days sales um, receivables is out. So the number of days your sales receivable is out. Then you take that with your standing standing plus days number of inventory. So you add those two together minus your accounts payable. So example, let's say that you've got um, a 32-day payable cycle and you've got cash at 30 days, right? So you collected the cash and you're supposed to pay it within two days of that. Then you've had whatever you picked up sitting in inventory for 40 days. Okay, stay with me because it's a lot of math. So you're going to add the receivables and the inventory and you're going to minus the payables, the days, the days there, right? Not the actual products. So that's going to give you an actual 28 days of cash that's tied up from the cash conversion cycle. So you're less than your 30 days, but if you base it on the 32, the 30, and the 40, because you're taking that 32, you're adding that with your 30, minusing the 40, you're getting your 28 days of cash cycle. Um, I actually have an Excel spreadsheet where I keep this on my large jobs, like on all of my builds, so I know exactly what we have going out, what we've got coming in as far as my cash flow conversion, because it's very crucial whenever you're paying 
your subs or you're paying your net 30s, like if you're net 30 with SEP, MPT, Noble, whatever it may be that you're net 30 with, you've got to make sure that that cash conversion cycle adds up. Because if not, you've got to change your process during that time to see where you're at for your cash conversion. Um, so there's a couple of things that kind of help with this. You either have your, you know, with the cash profit, you've got your profit and you've got your cash flow, right? You've got your payables, you've got your vendors you pay in, et cetera. So there's only a few things that you can do to kind of increase your your cash flow conversion cycle if it's not where you want it to be. Like I want mine no more than 30 days. Like that's where I keep mine at. So one is you can increase or decrease your your prices, right? Um, two, you can your cost of goods sold. You can negotiate that a lot better to help you with that. You can also set up net thirties if you need help with that. I personally don't do net thirties, so so my accounts payables is a little bit less, but I'm I'm floating that cash because I don't do net thirties. Um, the cost of goods sold is a very big one that gets a lot of companies in trouble with net 30 accounts because again like my other my other podcast I talked about borrowing money against job against job and this is where that cash conversion cycle comes in to help you with that because if you're not constantly borrowing money and you actually know your cash conversion cycle you can help eliminate that borrowing money from other jobs from other jobs so to say Are you a business whose market is swimming pool service professionals? Place your ad here. Send an email to talkingpools at gmail.com to find out how. Um, Another thing that you can do is you can decrease your overhead because that's obviously a big one. Like when we moved out of our office that we moved out of, that saved me probably $50,000 a year. And yeah, I'm not kidding. Like the internet alone in that place, because I had straight fiber, like 10 over 10, like fiber, fiber, because we have VoIP systems and anyone issues. And yeah, that alone was like 900 a month. Don't do that. <laughs> but it was amazing internet. Um, Another thing you can do is also your volume, right? So you increase your volume. But here's the kicker. Just because you increase your volume does not mean you increase your profits. I want you to hear me. Just because you increase your volume does not mean you increase your profit, okay? Um, and I've had some companies that come to me and we we go over the books and they've increased their volume by like 3 to 5%, but yet they're actually negative in their profit because they don't have their margins correctly. So you want to make sure that you have your margins correctly when doing the math. All right. Um, to kind of help with that, like most of the time, if you increase your volume, your your goal is to have you know a one to a two percent increase in in your profit. That's kind of you know what I've came up with my business. I mean, minimum. I mean, don't get me wrong, like one point five to two. Um. Okay. My other note for this. Let's see. Note jot down. Um. Collect receivables one day faster or accounts payable or pay accounts payable one day later. That changes your complete cash conversion cycle. So just by changing one day, four days a week, whatever that number may be for you, you've got to redo that conversion cycle. 
If you are unfamiliar with cash conversion cycle, I highly suggest that you look it up online. Um, you can Google Google the formulas online and it can help you. But you've got to be able to know your numbers to be able to get accurate responses with that. Because a company can only grow as fast as they have capital to grow, um, whether that's in profit from the jobs or an outside source like a loan, right? Or a shark or an angel investor or whatever it may be. I don't suggest getting, you know, loans on your accounts receivables because that's not good. Um, you don't want to already mess that up because if you're doing that, then your cash flow, you're completely negative on that side. So just be careful with that. Most contractors don't have inventory, you know, unless you have a really big square foot. Like we had a 4,500 give or take square foot warehouse and office and I had so much inventory. Um, yeah. And now that inventory has moved into my storage units because we closed the office. And so it's just sitting there minus what, you know, what we use, of course. So I've got a lot of cash tied up in that. But now I'm like to the point, like, hubby, we've got to get rid of it <laughs> because we don't service, you know, the weekly pools anymore. We don't do that. So I have a lot of inventory just sitting in that section. Um, inventory also is classified as a, as a whip as well with this process. So if you hear the term whip, that is your work in process, whip, W-H-I-P, work in process, um, because that does make a difference as well with the formulated stuff. Um, inventory as well is also not on most balance sheets inside of QuickBooks. And so you have a lot of money that gets tied up inside of inventory that you don't know. So that's where your accrual basis starts to come in. But you also have to know what you've got in the back inventory because you're fronting that money because not every company has a net 30, right? Not every company has that extra cash flow from your other jobs to keep up with that inventory. And that's where you want to make sure that's done. Um, that also doesn't include just inventory as far as like your balance sheets. Like you, if you're not entering your bills inside your balance sheet for your contractors, that goes, that's classified as inventory, in my opinion, as well, because that's still something that you have to pay for up front sometimes prior to getting your money from that homeowner. Because some of the subs don't work without a down payment. Like I know I don't, and my current subs do not either. So homeowners sometimes don't want to pay money up front, whether that's in your contract or whatnot. So that is still considered your your inventory, you know, counts payable that goes with that formula that you've got to do. Um, you can accelerate any of this process by just looking at your work in process, right? So you want to make sure that your work in process matches with what you have on your books. You need to get your payables up to help you. You can, you can get negative very, very easily in this industry. So you've got to make sure you're keeping track of your payables because remember, cash drive, right? Cash runs everything. Don't run out of cash because you run out of cash. You were shit out of luck, so to say. Um, so help yourself by helping your business. Learn about the cash conversion cycle. Look at the formula. Start Googling it. Enter that in and see what you're actually at for your business. Because like for me, we're at a 30 day, 30 day by the time I get done, I pay everything. I, you know, stuff I pick up from the suppliers by the time I get paid from the company. But that changes, you know, every every job it changes because I have certain days that we do things. Obviously, building is a lot more than renovations. So cash conversion cycle. Look it up. Google it.
Well, I hope this has been super informative for you. I'm going to wrap it up with that. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to shoot us a message or comment on the post. Thanks so much. Until next week, holler at you soon. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 